Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and we are at episode 54 today. Holy moly. I don't know why that's holy moly, but we're going to run with it. Uh, today, you get just me, uh, and I'm excited because, well, I'm kind of always excited, but today uh, I'm going to be sharing with you, I just got back from another event, a mastermind event, and Holy moly, talk about off the charts. I'm just going to jump right in and uh, <laughs> and we'll go from there. Uh, so I returned about a week and a half ago. It usually takes me a good solid week <laughs> to get uh, get my bearings back in terms of catching up and, and feeling like things are sort of running again, even though I've got a, a great assistant now and I don't... Um, everything runs while I'm gone. It still is like, eek, you know, you kind of feel like you've got a lot to catch up when you get back. Uh, but what we did, so how these events work, for anybody who has not heard me share my my, my post-mastermind podcasts, we do two days of meetings and we have one adventure day. And usually the adventure day is the first day, but based on what we were doing and the date that it was available, it was kind of in between, which I have to say was, it was kind of nice because, I don't know, you don't really think that... Well, in my head, I don't think that a meeting is going to be tiring, but you know, it's like it's so brain intensive and you're on and you're really trying to absorb and connect and 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 pull in the pieces and elements to your business while while you're going through <clears throat> everything that's happening at the meeting. You know, it's kind of tiring. Um and we do have dinners every night. So, you know, the days are sort of like the first day we get there is usually just dinner, but then the next day you start, you know, 8:30 and you're going to like 10 o'clock at night. They're super awesome though, but so in this case, in this case we were we stayed at the Mandarin Oriental, which was a beautiful, it is a beautiful hotel. It's like some crazy five-star hotel. And no casino. So it was kind of nice. Everyone's like, "What? You didn't gamble?" Which I'm not a huge gambler anyways, but you know, our days are so full, we didn't have a ton of time. Uh, the first meeting day, and I'm going to get to the meetings um, after I talk about the adventure because that was what was off the charts. We went to this place called Dream Racing in Las Vegas, and we literally raced Ferrari <laughs> race cars around a racetrack. And it wasn't um, just a like oval track. It had 90 degree turns and stuff. And it was a Ferrari GT430. So not like a street Ferrari, but it was a Ferrari race car, and it had the um, the paddle shifters on the steering wheel. And it's funny, because I was super stoked about doing this. I've always sort of had a lead foot. And once you've driven a car that has a little bit of power, if you like that kind of thing, like anything else just feels like this sucks. Um, and so I was I was totally excited going into this. And then we get there, and you know, you sign your life away, meaning you're not going to come and, you know, sue them for everything if something happens. So we do all that. And then we watch this like 18 minute video. And the video, <laughs> I started going, man, that's pretty fast. <laughs> like, those are some speedy cars. And you start getting like, eek, here we go. And then after you watch the video, you get a really good understanding of it. And then you go into a room and you do a simulator. 
So you sit and it's the exact same. You kind of crawl into the car. The, the paddles are there and you have a driver. And they're all professional race car drivers. This is sort of their off-season gig. And so there's a driver standing there guiding like, okay, shift up, shift up, you know. All right, down, down, break, you know. So the, the actual car was way easier than the simulator. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, but so after that, you know, it's like you get this nervous pit in your stomach. I was like, oh my God, I'm really going to do this. This is kind of crazy. Um, but it was so amazing. What a rush. So we get after the simulator, we go down and we suit it up and, you know, the whole, the, the, the jumpsuit, the racetrack jumpsuit. And of course, then we did a bunch of pictures by all the cars. There's Lamborghinis and Ferraris and it's just, it's crazy. And I'm not one of those, um, I don't know. I, I like nice cars, but I've never been like, ooh, fast cars, meaning, you know, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and stuff. Um, but they're beautiful. <laughs> you can't deny the beauty that this piece of machine is. And so then we get to the track, we go down and there's five of us, five people that go out at a time, like not all at the same time, but they stagger it. You get the whole helmet and you've got a, um, I'm, I'm showing you guys like the, a mic piece right in front of your mouth so that you can talk to. There's a driver in the car with you, but the driver doesn't have a steering wheel, nor does he have brakes or anything. So it really is you driving the car and I sort of got a practice lap because our radios weren't working. So we went around once. He's like, pull it back in. We need to get in the car. So we did that. And, you know, they told us this before we got out there. They said, you know, you're going to be sort of nervous when you get out there. And what's going to happen is you're going to get more comfortable as you go. And then before you know it, it's like, okay, pull over. You've done five laps. And right when you start feeling comfortable, which is exactly what happened. I was like, God, I'm totally getting the hang of this. The crazy thing I learned, it was besides just being a blast and super fun, I learned a ton. Uh, You know, there's all these um, sort of takeaways and parallels, you know, for lack of a better word, that that you can sort of run in your life. And first of all, I felt like a little kid at Christmas, right, doing it. And then you felt like a little kid who had your most favorite toy taken away because you're like, I want to go again. But it's very counterintuitive in that, you know, they're telling you not to break around the corners, which makes sense because you'll spin. But, you know, your instinct is to slow down, but they're like, speed up. And there was a couple times where he pulled the wheel for me, like I was not like pulled it tighter for a corner and whatnot. But it was really learning to trust. And then there's this one straightaway where he's like, put the put the pedal to the floor, just go as fast as you can. And then you're, you have to brake really hard. And you feel like you would, you know, jerk it or something, but you don't. It, it's just this car is meant for performance. And initially, when you're going around the corner, I was like, I'm totally going to roll this car. It feels like there's no way. But again, these cars are built to be driven this way. And it, it was it was such um, such a testament to trust, right? That he knew what he's doing. The car was built for for that track. It was built for the speed. All of those things, how they work together. And so it was a huge, huge test for me, so to speak, um, about trust. And as soon as I was done, I ran up to one of my mentors and I'm like, that was awesome. I just was, I didn't know I would be so excited from it. Um, and the, the first thing I thought instantly was I have got to bring my son back here when he turned 16. My daughter just turned 18. He's 14. And I asked them like, how old do you have to be? And I assumed they were going to say 18, but he said 16 and a license. And I thought, okay, this is something that I need to bring the whole family back and do like my parents, siblings, you know, nieces and nephews will be too young, but they can still come with us and come out to the track. Um, because it's just amazing. It's 
Um, and I was floored talking. Well, I had a feeling my dad would want to do it. He was a cop. Um, but my mom's like, I've got a lead foot too. And I'm like, excellent. You know, I just, I thought how cool. So that's kind of a, that's a goal of mine is to bring the whole family in two years that we go do this. I'm in California. So Vegas is not that far away. Um, it's not a cheap experience, but it was an amazing experience. Okay, so my takeaways, as I was saying, you know, you, you kind of get these um, parallels, right, that you see, especially when you're there with other entrepreneurs and other people who really want to kind of go big in their own life. And so my takeaways from <laughs> racing a Ferrari, first of all, I thrive when I try new things. I've always been that person that even in a job that I would, you know, get a promotion and it was like, okay, well, what's the next thing I can do? And, and I, I would say that when I was younger, I didn't know how to, um, how do I explain this? You know, really be present. So, and, and, and celebrate that I had achieved that. I, I work much more consciously at, at saying, look how far you've come and look where you are, right? To be present. So that is something like just sitting here doing this podcast, like this is my business, right? I get to sit, share an experience, have a conversation with people that resonate with me. Like this is what I get to do. So, so I definitely, um, take more time and and I focus on being present and, and enjoying that moment. But I do part of what I love is learning new things, trying new things, you know, raise, I don't know if raising, I was raising the bar, I guess, you know, thinking outside of the box, all those things, those things make me happy. Even if I have that nervous pit in my stomach, which I've accepted is just going to be a part of my life probably because I step out and I do new things, I, I think I'm always going to sort of have this level of eek in my stomach that I've learned now means I'm on the right track, right? If if I don't have any of that, oh God, I'm stepping into something big or bigger or new or different. If If I go too long without that feeling, then I'm out of whack. You know, I'm just, I get out of balance. Um, it keep it drives me. The other thing I realized, and I don't know why I said the other thing because there's like six or seven. So uh, the next thing was that I'm capable of so much more. You know, you start out driving and of course, well, it's not of course for me, I was a little bit more cautious and I don't think of myself as someone who isn't a risk taker. I would say I am a risk taker, but I, I started out pretty cautious and with each lap I got faster and I, I would, you know, give it gas going into those corners where where it felt contrary. Um, so you take you step away from that. And what an experience. And, and is it something? Well, this is something I'm going to do again. You know, as I do all these different adventures with this group, it's like, well, maybe I'll leave that one. I don't need to do that again. But I'm glad I did it. But it just reminded me that we can always push ourselves a little bit further. And hear my heart on this one, because I'm not one of those... Um, you know, you got to be number one. <laughs> when we don't tolerate any losers in this family. Sorry, that's from the Breakfast Club. But it's not coming from that point, right? Like you don't push yourself to exhaustion necessarily. I have a tendency when I'm working and I'm inspired, I just go. I'm gonna just go. I know it's how I am, and then I'll hit a wall and I'll crash. But when I'm in that inspired sort of divine space where things are flowing, I'm just I'm not gonna stop myself. I I know that now which it's great that I work for myself because then, you know, I have one of those weeks and it's like by Friday at 11, I'm like, I am done. <laughs> but I know that's how I work. However, it's that inspired place where it's like you could put the computer away or, you know, you get an idea or could you could you make one more connection today? Could you reach out to somebody else? Could you share some, you know, there's so many ways to look at that. But I think that 
it's easy to get complacent, right? When things are working. So just for yourself, I would, I would ask, you know, is there, is there, what else could I be doing that just, and look at it this way, think of it more as a stretch as opposed to a push, right? So can I stretch myself to show up a little bit more, to share a little bit more, to connect a little bit more, whatever that looks like for you, okay? <laughs> Next thing, that getting out of my office feeds my soul. Anybody who is is part of that day-to-day minutiae of running your business, even as you're scaling and growing and you've got support, you know, you've got an assistant or a team, whatever that looks like for you, you have to step away from the computer. And sometimes it, 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 it causes that negative angst where you're thinking, I don't have time. I have to get this stuff done or I need to do this. Every single time I have attended one of these events or traveled for work, I come back more renewed. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what I have to catch up on. Like I was saying, you know, it takes me like a week to get my bearings sort of. It doesn't matter because it always ends up benefiting me more than it, you know, takes away, if that makes sense. And it's funny, because I was thinking that before I was going to Vegas, it was the weekend before and, and I'm like packing, and I'm kind of just, <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I make a mountain off a molehill. And my daughter's like, well, you do this all the time. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, well, every time before you go, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I should be going Did it, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, right. So that's just now I know it's just part of my process. You know, I may not be like, woohoo, I get to go pack a suitcase. But knowing, you know what, a couple days before you're probably gonna do some grousing and, and feel like you shouldn't go because you've got work to do. Just know this too shall pass. Uh, But it really does feed my soul, especially there's there's a point towards the end that I'll bring up. But when you're around other people that are that are stepping into something more for themselves. Man, talk about game changing. Uh, Another one is that nothing beats that connecting and sharing in person. You know, these are people we have weekly calls. And, you know, I I hop on calls with different people in the group. And, you know, we might be working on this project together. Um, But there's nothing like that in person connecting and sharing and and hearing, you know, what someone else is going through or what their business is about and really getting a a more solid grasp on what they're doing. Um, It's just nothing beats it. I love the internet. (laughs) I love connecting online. But I have learned it's it's so important to take that conversation, that connection, that engagement to the next level if you can. Um, Good systems are a priority. Holy moly, did Dream Racing have this down to a fine science? We noticed uh, their systems when we were done racing. And I don't know why we were hanging out or if we were waiting for the shuttle or something to take us, but we're waiting around afterwards. And they have this, uh, it's like a TV monitor, right? And, but I guess it's more like a computer monitor, but you can see every single person who has booked um, to race that day. So you have people's names, and then they literally have the different stages that you go through. So it's, and I'm, I'm going to make up my own terms here, but let's say it's the intake part, right, where you do your forms, and then you've, the next section is video, then it's simulator, then it's track, then it's post, whatever. So every single person is in that queue and the time, and they have, um, they had it color-coded, right? Like red, yellow, green. Red, there's an issue, stop green, go, yellow, we're in progress, as an example. But there was there was no, um, 
everything, there was such a good energy at Dream Racing because it was like everybody knew their parts to play and they stepped up and they they owned it fully. And it just, it was such a smooth experience. So to me, it was just a great reminder that good systems are a priority. And at some point you have to stop and take the time to do that. Uh, (laughs) I mentioned this earlier, but that trust is key in everything you do, right? Whether you are working with a client, you're doing something collaborative, um, personal business, whatever. At some point, if you don't have that trust, you're never going to get ahead. You're never going to get further because you're constantly going to be second guessing and questioning and wondering, is this the right direction? Whatever, you know? So trust is key. And and I kind of take away from, <laughs> from that, that, you know, like driving with this guy, I'm like, trust him. You know, they do this with people all day long. He's a professional. And I knew I wasn't going fast enough that I was going to, you know, endanger. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. But what's the alternative, right? If you don't trust at some point, you withhold from yourself. You're withholding these experiences and people and opportunities. So trust is key in everything you do. And then the last thing that I mentioned earlier is that spending time with like-minded people never gets old for me. You know, this is something that I love. My business doesn't feel like work. There are days that maybe... Certain tasks feel more like work, um, but that has more to do with whether or not um, I'm taking care of myself. And if I have overcommitted or scheduled too many calls in one day, like I, I know I need a certain amount of time for myself, whether it's to create content or take care of tasks, whatever that is. But, you know, doing something you love, it's, I'm so grateful for that. And so um, when I'm, sp- it just, it, Literally, we're in Vegas, we're sitting in this room, and one of my mentors, I don't know if it was the first or second meeting day, but he said, you know, never forget how fortunate we are to get to do something we love. And the fact that we have an opportunity, we control our income, truly, in in terms of, look, you know, if you want to make this much, you want to make six figures a month, go for it, you can do it, you're gonna have to work and earn it. But when you love what you're doing, it just doesn't feel like it. And so when I spend time with like minded people, it reminds me I'm on the right path, or I, I get some insight on how to how to do something, and I got a ton of insight, which I will get to with the meetings. Um, but it just it does a ton for me, you know, when I spend time, and it's it goes so much further than a Skype conversation or a, a weekly mastermind call. It's it's getting to spend time, and sometimes it's hearing other people's frustrations, right? That reminds you too that, okay, I'm not the only one that that struggled with this or, you know, why did I, I made this offer and I ran ads and I didn't get any conversions, you know? You're not the only one that that happens to. So it's really important to see people at all different levels in their business having successes and failure is not a word I like to use, but, you know, and some opportunities, right? But so spending time with like-minded people just feeds my soul also. Uh, and you'll have to make sure if you want anyways, but I do have a couple um, pictures in the post. So I do have one with the whole crew or around the race car. So it's on the post and you can see us all suited up. I'm like way in the back, which is fine, but um, it's kind of fun. So then they told us the night before that they had a surprise for us in the afternoon. So we go uh, to lunch, this great place downtown Vegas. And um, I don't know, it's like a famous kind of pizza place or whatever. And keep in mind, there's like 24, 26 of us. Um, so we had a great lunch. And then we went over to Zappos for a tour. 
holy moly. You know what's funny? And people are like, I, what's Zappos? And I was like, what is Zappos? <laughs> right? To internet people, you're like, I know what Zappos is, right? And the cool thing is that um, Zappos, you know, when, when Tony Shea took it from San Francisco to Vegas, I think they were sort of in Henderson or like the outskirts of, of Nevada, excuse me, not Vegas. And because he wanted to give back to the community. So Zappos moved to downtown Vegas, like old Vegas, not the Strip. And their office is the old city hall building. So it's really, really cool. And you go there. It's so funny. We were there on the day that there was going to be some, literally Britney Spears was doing some promo event there. And there were all these animals from the zoo in the courtyard, which it kind of felt a little bit like a zoo. Um, But the Zappos tour was really, really cool. And it, oh, which by the way, if you go to the post, check it out because I did see Tony Shea. So we got a quick selfie, (laughs) a couple other people. He was really super nice, but he was very shy. And uh, he's like, okay, if it's really quick, I'm on my way to a meeting. I was like, okay. And I'll tell you, I had another fun run in with somebody um, (laughs) that I got the picture in the post too. But the Zappos tour was interesting in the fact that we all came away from it thinking, cool tour, cool, cool place to work if you if you need a job, um, but a little too chaotic for me, I'll tell you. I, I definitely, my desk right now, I should probably put a picture of it one of these times, but it's clean. You know, I've got my notepad and my pen, my water, and I've got like two little stacking trays over the left, but that is it. I am not good with tchotchke stuff all over. It makes me feel cluttered. So, and everybody else said the same thing, right? So you've got this group of entrepreneurs and they split us into two groups. All the people that do the tours, you know, these are people that work for Zappos. Here's the best way to explain this. They say this, that they hire for culture first, right? So if somebody comes on board and they're not a good fit, they're not going to, you know, they're probably not going to stick around. And after everybody goes through, and I might, um, I might say this incorrectly, so bear with me. But so I think there's an eight week training program and every single person that works for Zappos, CEOs from the top down, they all do this. They all have to do the call center. They all have to be on the phones and all, cause all the, the customer service is there, right? It's not outsourced. And so, um, they all go through this process and they said what they do is after somebody goes through the eight week training, if for some reason they don't think it's a good fit, Zappos will pay them $2,000 to quit. I mean, where where else have you heard of that, right? I mean, so not only are you getting paid for training, but if you're like, I don't like this job, they're going to pay you to go away because that's how important their culture is for them. So that was really, really interesting to get that. Um, but, you know, we're walking through and, you know, there's... Uh, They've got paintings on the walls and they've got um, all the different Zappos t-shirts are framed. I mean, every different department has a different feel and a different theme to it. And it's super fun. But I know for myself that I would feel um, just overwhelmed after a while. It's kind of like going to a loud restaurant, right? That if you're in a festive celebratory mood, go for it. But if I want to go have a nice conversation with a friend, I don't want to go to Chili's, right? It's probably just going to be too loud or or David Buster's or something, you know, that's, you pick the environment. And so for me, I know that I work better in a clean, tends to be more quiet, (laughs) calm environment. Um, Maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. But even that, you know, it's like, I I like to listen to music sometimes when I work, but if I'm creating content, I can't listen to music. I need, I need it to be quiet. Um, But Zappos was, it was pretty amazing. It's a, it's a phenomenal company. It's a phenomenal building. The employees have, they really encourage an entrepreneurial way of thinking. 
Um, it's not quite like the Googleplex, but not that I've been there. Although I have an invitation, I should go. The you know they've got this really amazing roof rooftop deck and ping pong and all the food is free and all that kind of stuff. So it is really one of those super cool cultures that if you're looking for that type of environment, I mean Zappos would be an amazing company to work for. And it's funny because as we were winding down the tour, our tour guy said, "So how many people want to work at Zappos?" And none none of us raised our hands, right? And he kind of was like, "Huh?" Like I think it was just sort of one of those quiet. Uh, awkward moments. And I said, you're talking to a group of entrepreneurs here. And it was like, oh, okay. He said, well, how many of you want your culture, the culture of your company to be like Zappos? And we're always like, oh yeah, you know, which I don't even know that I would pick the same culture, which was actually leads me into um, our meetings. Because the biggest message from this last event was the only way to scale and grow your business is to do it uniquely as yourself. I'm going to get a little bit more into that as we go on. Let me explain to you um, how the meetings are run. So we have, we have two meeting days and the first day is usually sort of the big picture thinking, right? And the overview and the planning part, I guess you would say. Um, And then our second meeting day, we literally, we discuss, um, well, this way we did meeting, adventure meeting. And so we always talk about the actual adventure, right? And, and what were our takeaways and what we thought and all that kind of stuff. So well, there's lots of sharing there too. Um, but the the second day, we literally just put our names up on a board, right? In order. And then we each kind of do a hot seat. And in this case, it was whether it's um, somebody wants to talk about positioning Somebody might want to talk about their ads. They might want to talk about their webinar, whatever it is. But we literally, you know, the person hops up, we can do a screen share, we can we can look at statistics, whatever it is, but we walk through and we implement. So what was a little bit different about the meeting this time is we had a couple, it was more of a true mastermind, right? That our mentors, there's two of them, that they get up and and they've got stuff prepared for us all the time. And, but we engage and we talk and we share. And so this was really a true mastermind. And it was interesting because we had somebody brought the heat, (laughs) for lack of a better explanation, on the first day. Because the big picture stuff, um, one of the things that the mentors are really the mentors, I make it sound like this mystical thing. Um, But my mentors talk about is really building a legacy. And so looking at your business as is a true long-term sustainable sustainable business, right? This isn't an online hobby. We all do this full-time. We want to scale. We want to live these phenomenal lives. And when I say phenomenal lives, I'm not necessarily referring to cars and houses and all the money, right? But you get to dictate what your life looks like. That is true freedom to me. And once you get a taste of it, you'd be surprised at what you're willing to do to get more of it. There is just a... To me, the freedom piece, being able to to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And hear me out. Like, I'm not like, woohoo, right? I've got kids and a house and a mortgage and all that stuff. But, you know, um, I'm going to St. Louis next week, which I'll talk about later because I want to. And so, you know, that is true freedom. And so that's the phenomenal life that we're talking about. But Adam started the meeting. um, it, It got really emotional. But for the questions, we had four questions posed to us. And I'm just going to bring one of them to you guys. And well, I'm going to phrase it in two different ways. And I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb here and assume that some people are going to think 
it's just not possible or whatever. Um, but I can tell you it is. I'm not quite living it yet, but I know that I'm on my way and I'm spending time with people who do this every day. What would your life be like if you had a $100,000 a month business, right? And you think about that. And it's kind of like that. I used to do this when I was commuting and I had a job and I would see the big, you know, Mega Millions lottery billboards. It was like, that's how I would pass my time commuting. It was just fun, right? And it makes you feel better sometimes to think the freedom that that comes with, right? And again, it's not all about the money. Now flip that question a little bit. What would your life look like if you could give away $100,000 a month? And what was so powerful for me with that question was that my why in terms of what I could do to help and support other people with that um, totally teared, made me cry. Like I got super emotional. I'm like, oh my God, that's my bigger why. And hear me out. There's plenty that that I want to do and have and all that stuff. <laughs> I am so not, you know, St. Francis over here <laughs> saying I want to go live without. But what gets me more fueled and more more excited is what I could do for the people that I love, what I could do for causes that I support and believe in. You know, that's a huge why. And that's where we start talking about a legacy and leaving this legacy. And this is where it got a little bit heated because, you know, they were talking about wealth building strategies and they're not financial advisors, but talking about some of the things that they're doing that bring in passive recurring income and, and just helping us to look at this in terms of, you know, a lot of people when they have initial business success, it's like, woohoo, and they go out and they buy the cars and they buy the toys and they do that sort of stuff. And then if you haven't set up an appropriate structure and a real solid business to continue the income flow, you're going to be screwed, right? And what happened was there's a guy in our group who I'm going to have him on the show, so I'm not even going to talk about it, but who went through the crash of everything in 2008. He was in real estate and finance and all that stuff. And so is very anti um, more traditional types of investments. And he got pissed. He was like, I'm not here for this, you know, and it was one of those real heated, like I said, it was a very heated exchange. And, you know, I put my two cents in with that and simply said, you know, that is your perception. And based on your history, how you're hearing this, I'm hearing options, I'm hearing think about things differently. And so it all worked itself out. But it was also nice that um, it was, to me, it was powerful to see someone say, look, I don't agree with what you're saying. I'm going to call you out on it. I'm going to tell you this is my own stuff, right? Like I've got issues with this. And it was just, it was interesting because we were just all sitting there like, what is going on? However, it was, it was a good, um, it was a good exchange. And, and when you are playing full out like he is, then you're not going to hold back. If you're showing up in your life, in your business, you're going to stand for whatever you believe in, regardless of whether or not it may offend somebody. And to the point where he said, look, if this is a direction that this is going to go, then maybe this isn't the group for me. Like he was really balls out, right? Excuse my language, but he was, he was not going to have any of it. It got sorted out because, you know, in many ways, the rest of us did want to hear what was going on. We wanted to hear that conversation. And he sort of called himself on it that, you know, this is my own stuff that that I'm bringing up here. Um, and, you know, that is, this is my issue. And so, you know, he calmed down, he got it out, all that stuff, it was all good. Um, but this is also the same person who, in listening to him, that was where I got this message. 
that you just need to show up. And the show up message, which I know I've talked about this before, and I'm at I'm actually going to be launching another podcast called Show Up in in Business and Life that I'm super excited about. Um, but you know what he said is with an online business and let's let's just take WordPress, right? So there's a lot of ways that you can if you have a WordPress business, whether you're a web developer or you've got you know themes or plugins or courses or training, you can sort of find your your niche within there. But if you have a frustration or you have a challenge with something, are you willing to stand up and say it, right? In a way that resonates with you. Not everybody needs to be controversial. WordPress is hardly, you know, um, it's it's hardly a market that needs a lot of controversy <laughs> per se. Uh, but here, I'm going to give you a great example. My good friend, Jonathan Prez over at Surefire Web Services, uh, you've, I, I interviewed him way back when. If you haven't listened to it, he's a great guy. But, you know, we were both huge Genesis users. And he wrote a post recently about, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I don't have it pulled up. This was sort of off the cuff. Um, But, you know, where he talked about sort of the elitism that happens uh, among people who are pretty hardcore Genesis coders and programmers. And that there's only this one way to do things. And it's that is not community. To me, that attitude goes against everything that WordPress stands for, right? And so I completely respect him for taking a stance and having a voice. And he wasn't, um, he didn't call anybody out, but he said, look, this is a vibe I get. I don't like it. There's other tools that work well. There's, you know, why should you, why, why not use a plugin that makes your life simpler? If it's a good plugin, why do I need to code everything? That's going to take me four times as long because he's approaching it from a business standpoint, right? Like his time is money. And if you can do something that produces the same quality and half the time, why wouldn't you, right? And so anyways, but he took a stance there. And so you have to be willing to show up and maybe have that unpopular opinion and not worry about it. The other thing that that I, that I see people doing, because having worked with, I don't know how many website clients, how many coaching clients at this point, where we get very hung up in our ideal client and, and that avatar piece, right? And you can get stuck in the, in the discovery phase, you can get stuck in the defining who your ideal audience is. And I'm saying this very sing-songy for a reason, because it will not replace you showing up, creating content, putting it out to the world and seeing what sticks, right? Now, I'm not saying to go at this, you know, in a haphazard way by any means, but one of the things that this guy, because he, he got up and spoke about this sales um, strategy that he uses, and it was get crystal frickin' clear on your message. So if your message is, let's talk about showing up. So for this new podcast, it's gonna be about showing up. And are you showing up fully in your life, in your business? Does that mean that, you know, in business, do you, um, do you, I just had a call with um, another coach of mine who's mentoring me on valuing. And it's like, why are you doing this at this price? Or, you know, why are you looking for a free case study? You have to value it, right? So showing up fully means, no, this it costs what it costs, right? And of course, you get to a point, I think the more you do it, the less, um, not aggressive, but it's not this, too bad, that's a price, right? <laughs> you don't have to come at it from that point. Sorry if I shouted in your ear there. Um, but you get clear on the message first, and you start putting that message out there. And so that means, are you 
podcasting? Are you creating blog posts? Are you sharing socially? Are you showing up and, and doing a quick video, which I keep calling myself out. And literally the coach that I spoke to before this call, I have to do two videos. If I don't, then I don't get the call next week, but I still have to pay for it. That's accountability, right? Uh, so stay tuned for that. So instead of like outlining and mapping out and, and all of these things, just start talking to your audience, right? Simply start having those conversations and sharing that. You know, I've talked about before on the podcast how I made a conscious decision last year to start really stepping up my engagement socially. And I started with Facebook and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to share the stuff I love, right? And and I, I kind of looked at my quote unquote avatar as kind of like myself. And I have a ton of male listeners too. So I'm not saying it's it's only female. It does help when you're creating content because you feel like you're talking to somebody, right? But for me, I just thought, all right, we'll share what's working, you know, talk about the tools, just just show up. Again, I know this is seeming really um, ambiguous probably, but sometimes the only way to figure that stuff out is through the doing. So I'm going to give you another example because I like tangibles. <laughs> One of the big things that I um, I made a big decision when I was in Vegas, and so I've been running a mastermind uh, with a uh, another coaching client of mine for a while, and my heart is in the podcasting. And because I'm doing it kind of behind the scenes um, under another brand, that I'm doing these um, sort of a, a done for you, right? So, but before before all that kind of came to fruition, so we were working together, talking about you know growing the mastermind and how we wanted to do that. And it just got really clear to me in terms of what is something that I love and what I want to do. So we're we're at our mastermind together in in Vegas. And I'm thinking, well, I want to focus on the podcasting offer, right? So there's going to be two where it's going to be a, a totally done for you so that the client literally just records, we do everything else, or a training, a six week training. So we're sitting there and, and she's not, her heart's not in the podcasting. Mine is, right? I love doing this. This is, and I know I've gone sideways a few times, but I've had amazing results from the podcast. And it has shifted my business like nothing else has. And so I made a decision and we talked about it at the end of the week where I just said, you know what? I don't want to do the mastermind. And I was winding down on my one on one coaching clients as well. And so it was, it was a hard conversation to have, but I think that she she had already said to me she didn't want to do the podcasting because she hasn't done her own yet. Didn't and it was it was just not it. She's not excited about it. It's it's she's not sure what she could bring to the table, blah, blah, blah. And we weren't like business partners per se, but it was an offering we were gonna to do together. And so I had to say to myself, Okay, well, you know, here we go. And the result of that means We've been um, sharing, splitting our mastermind fee because we were doing things together. So now we each have twice the payment. Okay. Scary. Yes. But like, I know I'm on the right path with this. And so what does that mean? It means I have to start hustling, right? And that's not my favorite word, but it means that I start putting out the content to talk to those people, to have those conversations, right? I'm doing, I'm in the process right now of producing five of the done for you. And it's taking a ton of time and energy. So I have to, all right, how do I show up here? And you know, how do you, so it's all of that juggling, but I want it, right? Because I'm coming in it from a perspective of 
see, it's not so much about the mic and the mixer and the equipment to me. It's about connecting with your audience and, and, and how do you create influence and authority and all that stuff. And I know the, a lot of those are trite marketing words. Um, but to me, the easiest way, it goes back to that Seth Godin quote, be willing to be a category of one. And podcasting is one of the easiest ways to do that. I'm not trying to sell you on podcasting. It was a huge realization I had because I like creating content. I I have solid, tangible, amazing results that I've gotten from doing my own podcast. I've worked with clients, but it's scary, right? So that means, all right, how do you show up with this now, right? But I had to make this conscious decision and say, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. WordPress check's not going away. I'm going to keep everything going. Same old, same old there. Um, but I had to really show up for myself. And it was scary because it's, while every element um, of of what I'm doing has, I've done, I know how to do, it's the first time I've packaged it, pulled it together, whatever. Um, but that the message that I want to get across to people has to be mine, right? So it's really clear. That was sort of a weird tangent. But I have another example for you. And that is Friday morning at the meeting, we had um, Tony and Adam are my mentors, their mentor came in and talked to us. And, you know, he was talking about his audience. And the type of, of clients and people that are in his coaching and training, right? And what was interesting is that it wasn't an avatar. What? So he was talking about, you know, I've got, and he just went through a bunch of different types of people and businesses and all, and they just, it ran across the board. I mean, it was a very eclectic um, group of people. And you, and it was hard when you heard him, him talk about this um, to kind of say, oh, well, here's the common denominator, right? So I asked him, because um, my friend who was there with me at the time, you know, we were looking at who do we target, right? And we had been talking about the mastermind, even though we're going in different directions now. But you start looking at who do I target and how do I how do I get my ideal customer? And I loved what he said. He said, there are two things that I focus on when it comes to who I work with. I want to work with people who are non-judgmental and who are never satisfied. And it just stopped me in my tracks because I thought, I would rather work with people. I'm not interested in the demographics, right? I'm not necessarily interested in um, their hobbies. <laughs> I, I'm, it's it's the quality of the person, right? It's their those core values, those those things that make up someone's integrity. And so those are the things for me that it was like this huge light bulb moment. And I thought, get out of your head. Yes, do you need? You need some of that stuff when it comes to targeting and advertising, totally, and and who you're creating your message for. But if you know that your message, in my case with this, is to show up, then I want people who are not going to be afraid to get in front of a camera, <laughs> like myself. No, I'm just kidding. I will, I promise. Or get behind a microphone, or state an opinion, or share something funny, whatever that looks like, and and know that the way that they are going to take their life to the next level or play a bigger game. However, that sounds, there are plenty of people who don't want that. I totally get that, but they're never going to want to work with me then, right? Because I am constantly, like, I was talking with a friend the other day, I'm like, I'm never going to retire. Like, I don't see a need to retire. May I slow down or shift things or, you know, probably, but why, who needs to retire, right? It's, I mean, God, who, who, I wonder what the internet is going to look like in like 40 years, but whatever. 
But my point is just that I know that my message is about showing up. So when I'm working with a client and, you know, three weeks later, there's still no blog posts or a coaching client and, you know, you read content on a page and I'm like, who wrote this? This is your about page. It doesn't even sound like you. I've been talking to you for three months and where is that person? Where is that spark? Where is that you-ness, right? (laughs) That makes you unique. And so, for me, it's like, all right, well, what does that look like? And so part of that is, you know, one, I love the non-judgmental. I don't want to work with people that, you know, are going to be judgmental about what anybody else is doing. Focus on yourself. And I'm not saying we don't all have opinions, but it was kind of like that, um, holy sidetrack, Kim, but that, do you see a, a white and gold dress or a blue and a black dress, right? From a business perspective, it was fascinating to watch how quickly that went viral and the conversations around it. But more so than that is the people that chose to bitch about it. Like, why are we even having this conversation? No, no, no. You know, I'm like, I I just, I wouldn't expend the energy to complain about, just ignore it. It's kind of like changing the channel. Like, why? Great. You don't like the Real Housewives. I don't either. But don't watch it, right? I, I just don't understand putting energy there. So for me, somebody who works, who's going to want to work with me, gets that. You've got a choice every single day. You get to choose what you read, who you talk to. Um, and I believe, and maybe you're in a, in, a, in a job, right? And you're thinking, Kim, I don't get to choose. Well, you get to choose how you respond. You get to choose how you hear things, right? So it all comes down to choice for me. And and so it's like, all right, I need to choose to show up as myself. So that means I'm not going to get caught up in in this this busyness that is the figuring out, oh, I just had a little um, <laughs> little thought come to me. When I was talking about, uh, you know, that we were working together on this, um, my friend and I, originally, before coming up with this podcasting done for you servicing, it was going to be this huge, massive web package, in essence, right? So website, social media, email marketing, their first ad campaign, doing a po- like it was going to be everything. Well, everybody I talked to was like, hold up, tell me about the podcasting. Hold up, tell me about the podcasting, right? And my point in sharing this little <laughs> side tangent is that I wouldn't have gotten to this podcasting offer had I not done the work through, right, coming up with the other offer. And so sometimes the only way to get the answer is in the doing. You have to do it, even if it doesn't make sense initially, even if you're going through thinking, okay, well, you know, put a webinar out, create, write an ebook, write a post, do a video, and you have to do, you can't assume that you're going to come up with an idea and it's just going to hit because it's not. And the more, the more you put out there, the quicker you become at putting things out there, content, products, courses, whatever that is. But the more often you do it, the easier it gets. And so more than anything, wow, holy circular tangent on all of this stuff. But is I know for me moving forward, it is totally about showing up. It's about, you know, I'm going to take the WordPress check where I want to take it. <laughs> I'm going to um, continue sharing my business, you know, like, Did we talk about WordPress a whole lot today? Eh, not so much. But hopefully you guys gained something from all of this. And I have to tell you, every single time I go to these events, like I said earlier, I'm nervous. Should I be spending the money doing this? All of that stuff comes up for me every single time. Do I have the right stuff to wear? Which 
This is such a casual group. Even our nice dinners out, people just roll from the meeting into dinner. It's great. Um, but it, it's just be uniquely who you are. Show up fully as yourself and the rest will work it out. But if you're not showing up doing the work, whether it's content, whether it's making the call what t- for a sale, whether it's saying, hey, you know what? I've enjoyed working with you. I've had a couple people, uh, we had this recently in our mastermind group that I was running, um, these situations where they had a relationship with a client and it was like, this just, I don't want to do this work anymore. I've been on a retainer with them, you know, and it's, it's choosing to say, I wish you the best of luck, but I'm going to go ahead and give you 30 days notice. I'm not going to be doing this type of work anymore. I'm happy to refer you, right? And, and making those decisions. I shared a, um, a video, it was super funny on my personal Facebook page today, and it was BuzzFeed. But it was this whole thing. There's like four employees um, at, I don't know, it was a break table, but there's four employees. And they're talking about their plans for the week. And then one guy's, okay, guys, so this guy, Justin, I'm having a party. And all you need to do is bring some beer, bring some chips, and then bring your fun self. Well, the one guy to his right says, yeah, about that. I've promised a friend I would help him move, right? So he gives his story. Then the guy across from him says, yeah, you know, my dad's in town and I told him I'd I'd show him the site. So, you know, dad's in town. (laughs) And then the last one's this girl and she goes, yeah, thanks so much for the the invitation, um, but I'm not going to be there because I don't want to be. (laughs) It was just like, and they keep trying to come. He's like, what? And she goes, yeah, no, I I totally get it. Do you have something else to do? No, I just don't want to go. I mean, it it was beautiful. And it's this crazy reminder of, you know, we don't say, yes, I'd love, to your, I'd love to come to the party because, right? But we have to justify the no's. And so part of showing up for yourself is taking care of yourself too. Wow. <laughs> I don't know um, how circular this went. Hopefully, you know, you guys enjoyed hearing about this. And uh, if, if, I, if I could recommend one thing, it's to, I'm not saying go join a mastermind, hire a mentor, any of that stuff. But the, one of the best things you can do for your business is to connect, engage, and relate, share, however you want to look at this, with people who are where you want to be, right? It's it's very easy to have friends um, and connect with people who are, I don't mean to say levels, good, bad, or indifferent, right? But who are at the same place in their business as you are. But you're not going to get that, hey, go for it. Or, you know, you should be charging twice what you're charging for this, And you need to pick out what that looks like and how that works best for you. And if you are super happy and are like, you know what? I don't want more money. I want, I like my life. More power to you. Good on you. Seriously. But if you do want more, the easiest way to to get to where you want to be is to spend time with people who are there, right? And this is my last little story. So I'll have something to report for you again. Um, in two weeks. I'll have an interview for you next week. But so my trip to St. Louis is as I'm doing this podcasting, my friend, uh, Trey Llewellyn, we, he was uh, the t-shirt guy. He, we, I interviewed him way back and I'll link to it in the episode. But his just scaled his business in this phenomenal way. Like they're in a warehouse, they ship physical products as part of it. Just fun, fun guy. And I knew that he would just be all over this. So he is in St. Louis. So I'm going to spend a couple days with him. We're going to get like 20 episodes recorded. We're going to map out the marketing. It's going to be super fun. Um, But what I realized is my uh, uber favorite email company that I adore, Hatchbuck, which they're not just an email marketing company, but Hatchbuck is also in St. Louis. So 
this is me showing up because I can tell you two years ago, I probably wouldn't have fostered the relationship with a, with a company the way I have with Hatchback. I love the product. I love the service. The people are phenomenal. I It just makes me happy. It's a tool that, that makes my life easier and is fun to use. They're in St. Louis. So I said, hey, guess what? I'm coming to St. Louis. So now, so I'm flying out Monday and uh, I will be cruising over to the Hatchback offices after lunch. They're going to bring in a videographer. I think I'm going to do a testimonial, but I'm going to get to tour the office, meet all these people. And then we're going out to dinner and the CEO is going to join us. I'm super excited to connect in person with these people who I have just established this online, online, easy for me to say, relationship with. So with all of that, you just don't know where your give is going to return, right? And that's not why we do things, but if there's something you love, if there's something you enjoy, share it, spread the word, you know, connect, build that relationship. You just, you never know what's going to come from it. Um, so that's where I'm off to next week. I'm really, really excited. It's just, it's going to be an adventure. And that's part of where I'm going, right? With my business now is I love these new relationships and connections and, and travel is huge to me. Not that, uh, it's St. Louis. It's going to be a little bit chilly. St. Louis, Missouri. Although my favorite movie truly is Meet Me in St. Louis with Judy Garland. I love it. I own it. I watch it every Christmas. Um, but it's going to be exciting. So just last final thoughts for you. You know, show up uniquely as yourself. The world needs it. Truly, that's what's going to be the differentiator. And and you get to decide what that looks like. But, you know, find those little things that it's like, well, yeah, I could do this, but this might be a stretch, right? And and just, you can baby step your way into this. You get to decide what that looks like. You know, you get to, you get to choose. And that's what we're going to end today with. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope it wasn't super chaotic. Um, Kim, circle speak. Anyways, thank you as always for listening. And if you're up for it, I would love a review on iTunes. Uh, leave me a comment on the post. Check out the pictures. Oh, last thing I almost forgot. Totally crazy. <laughs> the first meeting day, I go upstairs. Um, we had a videographer there. We're doing testimonials. And I'm coming down the elevator. The door's open. It's Gary Vaynerchuk, like Gary V, right? The dude, jab, 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 right hook. If uh, the book Crush It, he's a huge social media person. If you guys don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is, just Google him. And I was like, that's exactly what I said when the elevator doors open. I'm like, Gary Vaynerchuk. He's like, hey, how's it going? Big smile, super nice guy. I'm like, I love your books. I listen to your podcast. He's got to ask Gary V show. And uh, I'm like, can I get a selfie with you? He's like, absolutely. I'm like, I don't have my phone. I left it in the room. He goes, no problem. I'll take it. He took it and he emailed it to me. So you can see that picture uh, on the post too. It's just the WPChick.com forward slash 54. Anyways, it was a really, it was a fun week and it was just, it was a blessing and I'm super grateful. So thanks as always for listening. Have a fabulous day. So I've got a question for you. What would your business and life look like if instead of working in your business, you could spend time working on your business? Do you ever feel like you're stuck in the time for money trap? I know I was. I hit a wall and I wasn't sure which direction to go in. All of a sudden, it felt like I'd created a job for myself. I knew I needed leverage to take my business to the next level. I wanted to focus my time and energy on the things I loved doing and was great at, which meant things had to change. So I built a team, created passive income, and decided to really start showing up in my business. If this sounds like you, then take it from someone who has been where you are. You can absolutely shift things, and you can do it quickly. 
I've created a program where not only do you connect with like-minded entrepreneurs, but we create a strategy for your business. And I'm a firm believer in doing things uniquely as yourself. So this is no you know system where I plug you in and we follow the steps. It's for you and your business. And the bonus is that I'm going to give you the team to do the work you don't want to do. To learn more about working with me, go to the WPChickPodcast.com, enter your email, watch the video, and then let's chat. It's a free strategy session, one-on-one, just you and I. Again, that link is the WPChickPodcast.com, and I look forward to talking with you.